Hello, everybody. Welcome to Versus Pop Culture. With me is Greg. Hello. Johnny. Yes, sir. And Ashley. Couldn't keep me away. Welcome back, <laughs> Ashley, for our WandaVision finale. We've got a big show in store for you. We've now spent uh, eight weeks talking about WandaVision. So it can only end positively. Uh, we also watched uh, Coming to America uh, with the two in the middle of it. Uh, so we will talk about that as well. Johnny did not watch Coming to America. He forgot <laughs> after, after watching WandaVision. I, it was, WandaVision was an experience in and of itself. And I, I think Ashley can attest, I sat there in a just deeply depressed state for about two hours after the show ended, not quite sure what to do with my life. So I am just going to go ahead and spoiler warning this entire podcast. Once we get to the WandaVision talk, (laughs) the second we start WandaVision, we're just going straight to spoilers. So I, I, I'm not going to bother with a, Oh, three minutes on the clock or whatever, because I, there are things that have to be talked about that I feel like we need to just get off of our chest and they are going to involve spoilers. So we'll do a quick rundown of mine and Greg's thoughts on coming to America. <laughs> uh, there won't be a lot of spoilers in that. Um, How do you spoil that show? Well, yeah, I mean, there are, you could, but there's not a lot to spoil. The spoilers um, that there's no spoilers. Oh no. Now you don't need to listen to the rest of the episode. <laughs> So let's go ahead and get started with Coming to America. Um, it came out on Amazon Prime Thursday night. Um, it stars basically the entire original cast. I mean, we're talking about people who were in literally like one scene of the original Coming to America come back for this. <laughs> but what you failed to tell people is that 85% of the cast was Eddie Murphy. No, I mean, like, um, <laughs> the uh, the dude who, I, I, I don't remember his character name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But there's there are a lot of cast members who are brought back who you may not have originally expected, um, up to and including, like, the his original fiancé who's introduced to him in Coming to America, who he orders to hop on one foot and bark like a dog. Like, she reappears. <laughs> Um, I'm going to, I'm going to caveat what I'm about to say. This is not a great movie. Um, is it a serviceable sequel to a movie made 35 years ago? Yes. Um, it's fine. It's nice to check in with the characters again. I didn't hate any of the characters. We checked in with them again. Um, I don't think I'll watch this nearly as much as I watched the original possibly ever again but i didn't hate the movie i thought it was good enough that i it was not a bad it was not a waste of my time let me just ask quickly did this film need to be made um no but that's because coming to america the original was perfectly like it had a bow wrapped around it but it's not that this film was bad or anything like that. It was just, you know, it wasn't as good as the original. But it didn't do anything that made me dislike the original. Like, when you watch a lot of sequels, they go out of their way to, like, crap on the original movie in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, 
like an example of that being um, if you ever watched the Chronicles of Riddick, the first one, you know, sequel to Pitch Black opens the movie by killing off the remaining characters from Pitch Black. So the whole point of Pitch Black was to save X number of people, and they all died in Chronicles of Riddick, except for Riddick. Um, so this isn't... What's that? Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler for a 20-year-old sequel that no one's watching again. Um, anyway... Uh, it, it was, it, you know, it was okay. I'm like, like I said, I'm not upset watching it. Greg, what are your thoughts on it? I thought it was kind of funny. I really, it was one of those, you know, it didn't really have to be a sequel the way it was filmed. Right. It, it wasn't a very good movie, but I don't regret watching it. I mean, I watched that's, all of it. And that's, yeah, exactly. It finished the Greg scale. Full smile. Yeah. But that's that's exactly it. It wasn't a it wasn't a good movie, but it wasn't a movie that was a waste of my time. Like I watched it, I got a few chuckles out of it. I got to see characters I haven't seen in thirty five years. It's over now. We can move past it. You're you're really selling me on feeling like I need to backtrack and go watch this film. Yeah, I feel like I have no incentive to watch this. The the most I (laughs) remember hearing about this, like I remember it was a discussion. And then yesterday I saw an Amazon van pull up just completely clad and coming to America. Like the whole truck was decked out in like an ad for the movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing that was happening. And then I quickly forgot about it. If you liked the original movie, it's like I said, it's nice to check in with the characters again, just kind of see where they're at. But if you're not a big fan of Coming to America, the original movie, I wouldn't bother. I'm a big fan of the original, and I still don't give a shit about the sequel. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's worth a watch if you're a big fan of the original. I mean, there's a nice number of barbershop scenes, stuff like that, that are, are again, how are these people still alive, considering they were about 90 in the first movie? But, you know what? I don't really need that explained to me. It's the power of Eddie... It. It's a power of a not-Disney Eddie Murphy. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. So we got our little bit of coming to America talk uh, out of the way. And I, I'll, I'll reiterate, if you like the first movie, it's worth a watch. But don't expect it to be the first movie quality because it's not. Uh, let's go ahead and get into WandaVision. So uh, <laughs> your your final warning, if you have not watched WandaVision, turn off the podcast. Because number one, you're probably going to be bored out of your mind. Uh, number two, you probably don't want the spoilers. I'm also going to set the record straight on something that I think we were all very upset about on Friday. Because I, I, it honestly, the record was just set straight for me in the middle of the night on Reddit by someone who I was like, Oh yeah. And they were like here. And I was like, Oh, my bad. Um, so we are starting the WandaVision talk right now. Episode nine of WandaVision, the quote unquote series finale based on the name, uh, happened. And I 
I don't think I'm as upset about the finale as you two are. Oh. I, 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 I like it. If I likened this series to a set of tests that were given by a teacher, the first, like the first seven of them I'm handing back with a hundred percent on. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. But episodes eight and nine, I'm giving like an 85 and 80. And I'm like, Hey guys, this isn't your best work. What the hell happened here? Um, and I'm going to start off by just prefacing this with, I know we have talked about the Luke Skywalker level cameo that was supposed to be happening. It turns out Elizabeth Olsen never said that. What? I I I feel real stupid for not having ever looked up the actual quote. You had one job, Richard. I'm a little less mad now. I don't think I'm the one that brought that up. I hundred percent you were. Yeah, I think so. Greg. I wasn't probably listening because it was WandaVision. (laughs) But so here's what it comes down to. Uh, TV line did an interview with her. And they're the ones that brought up the Luke Skywalker thing. And they brought it up in their headline and in their story. But that's not what they actually asked Elizabeth Olsen. When asked if WandaVision has anything similar in store, namely a casting she can't believe hasn't leaked yet, Olsen gave us a quick yes. Although she dared not offer any specifics, she did share with a laugh, I'm really excited for viewers to see what is coming. Richard, this is the second time you've let us down. I'm 95% sure, maybe even bordering on 100, that I'm not the one that brought this up. It's... it's... It's interesting, though, because, I mean, this this isn't just limited to our discussion because I've heard oh, no. outside of us. Like, I mean, we have a friend who we interact with that, that we, you know, we go to the gym and we see periodically. And, and every Thursday we'll check in and say, are you ready for the show? And, I mean, he has said the same thing about the interviews that were given. And and so this isn't just limited to our misunderstanding. I think I think expectations were not managed across the board for the for the I, general viewing population. I 100% agree with you because uh, I, so the last couple of weeks I've joined the Marvel Studios spoilers subreddit and the number <laughs> of discussions around the Luke Skywalker level cameo or often referred to as the Mark Hamill level cameo um, have been numerous. So it's not just that, you know, we had this discussion and set a precedent for people. Like we pulled this from the internet and this is how people kept referring to it. Um, so I, I, I feel bad because we've definitely parroted that. And that's why uh, the, Name of the podcast is with apologies to Elizabeth Olsen, because I will tell you right now, I walked around on Friday and Saturday basically being like, Elizabeth Olsen's a liar, a liar. (laughs) And I said, like, I I literally I was on an unrelated subreddit and this came up and I was just like, yeah, well, you know, if we didn't have Elizabeth Olsen running around talking about a Luke Skywalker level cameo and some dudes like she never said that and then linked to the actual article and I was like. Okay. 
So it wasn't Olsen that let us down. It's been it was Richard all along. It's been Richard all along. You Agatha bastard. It was the fake news. <laughs> Quite uh, literally. So. Richard St. Harkness. So anyway, um, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm going to cut that off because like I said, I, I felt really bad about that because I was like, this is, I have been literally just like mad at Elizabeth Olsen for two days. <laughs> and I realized that I really shouldn't have been. Um, now, that being said, I do still have things that bother me about this finale. Yep. Um, but it wasn't as much what happened in it. It's what didn't happen in it. Like, I'm relatively fine with almost everything that occurred in the finale. Almost everything. Um, so if you have not been watching, but are for some reason still listening to this part of the podcast, uh, WandaVision started out with Wanda and Vision in their own 50s and then later 60s and later 70s style sitcom without a whole lot of explanation. The explanation we finally got by the end of episode eight was that Wanda, in a fit of grief, accidentally created this, um, reality for herself where she basically mind flayed a few thousand people into uh, acting out her fantasies uh, with the vision. Uh, Episode nine is dealing with the fallout from that while also her taking on a very powerful witch in Agatha Harkness. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it. So my my question here, right? Why make I, three I, episodes of that of the sitcom? Greg, it was a mystery. It wasn't a mystery. It was annoying. You, but well, not- I'll you know what? Having now seen everything, and Greg hasn't seen everything, but now having seen everything, I am annoyed at how quickly the show wrapped up and gave us some resolutions when they spent three full episodes on sitcom. It was very cute. I liked it in the beginning. I was like, this is different and weird and fun. But then the conflict of the story with, you know, the big bad Agatha got wrapped up in, in what, 20 minutes total? We, Agatha had to be this powerful witch and she defeated her in one single episode, but we had three episodes of sitcom. I'm irritated. Exactly. I, I, well, I did watch. I watched a wrap up of the of the whole season after I watched <laughs> the first twenty minutes of the first episode. You did like, not watch oh, twenty really? minutes. It is only twenty minutes long. You watched fifteen it was 20, minutes. It's, it's twenty seven minutes long. <laughs> I went back. Seven went minutes back of to, it is tr- is the freaking end credits because they put the. Italian well, did I get credit for finishing it? it. No, you <laughs> didn't. I finished it. You did not. That's how that you works, said, Richard. You said I watched fifteen minutes. Fifteen to twenty minutes ish. <laughs> but so I watched that that part of the episode for you. Does that make you feel better? Um, and I literally... <laughs> it was so, it was the dumbest thing I've said, I've watched in a very long time. Oh, I wasn't I, I, I wasn't brought in like, hey, this is cool. But I understand what they were trying to do, but Jesus. You could have done... like Literally, that all, all three of those episodes could have been one and then you could have expanded the fights and stuff like Jesus. Yeah, that we do something. We didn't find out Agatha was ba- like really really bad until episode 8 and then episode 9 was one battle and suddenly Wanda knows how to use all of her magic for runes and then Agatha's defeated easily. 
I, I get right. that it's Disney and it's Marvel and they need to kind of put a nice bow on it and like the good guys win despite Wanda like enslaving multiple people and then just walking away from it fine. But they spent way too much time on the cute sitcoms, which I enjoyed before I knew the ending of it. And then the ending, I was like, seriously? <laughs> this this show, and, and I'm going to go ahead and say that this is one of those things that I have read many times, but I've never read like Kevin Feig saying it. This show was supposedly going to be give or take six hours worth of content. And the only way that you hit that six hour mark is with the seven minutes of credits on every episode. And you only get to like 5.7. This show could have dealt with having additional content tacked onto those early episodes. Um, I think putting out the first two episodes back to back, although Greg didn't make it to the second one, um, (laughs) was a good move because it let everyone get invested in the basics of it. Uh, and then I, I don't know. I, I feel like that the first three episodes were fine ish, but they did need to move the plot along a little further. The, by the end of the third episode, we should have had a better idea as to what was going on. And I'm not saying they needed to spoon feed us like the entire season, but if they had another five or 10 minutes onto each of those episodes of outside of the, of the hexes plot, it could have done a lot more for the overall series. Um, that being said, um, I did like the series overall. Um, I thought that the finale was, like you said, it's weird because it was a little too wrapped up in a bow while also not wrapping certain things up that were really necessary. Um, The fact that they had that scene about 10 minutes in with uh, the townspeople basically revolting on Wanda uh, and just explaining quite clearly how terrible their life has been over the course of this, let's call it two weeks. Um, you know, everything from having her nightmares thrust upon them, um, being mentally tortured, having their children held hostage, basically. Um, it was not a good look for Wanda to just walk away at the end. No, and and to have basically Monica Rambo is just like, you're forgiven. I would have done the same thing for more time with my mom. Like, we're good. Good luck with everything. And and so just Monica absolved Wanda of everything and it's all forgotten. I, I don't understand. Well, and I, I, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or I said it to someone else, but Monica throughout this whole thing has acted like a, like a Marvel Studios fangirl. And I was thinking about it the other day, like... She reminds me to a certain extent of like Gwenpool where like she knows that these characters have a backstory and that she's like a supporting character in their show. And she's just like, all right, because she, I mean, like she literally walked up to Wanda and you, like you said, she absolved her and she's like, everything's forgiven. She even goes, they don't know what you've given up. Yeah. Dude. Kitty from that 70s show was begging to die. (laughs) 
she literally goes, you know, if you won't let us go, please let us die. Oh, my God. I mean, I understand what Wanda has given up is deeply personal to her, but she gave it up because she was torturing thousands of people to sustain it. <laughs> like, and that's, I, that's what's frustrating is like, I should like the Monica Rambo character. I really should. And instead, like she just annoyed the crap out of me. And I really hope that she's done better in Captain Marvel too. Marvel's going to Marvel. We got the boss fight that lasts 30 seconds. We got the series conclusion that felt like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I have criticized DC for doing the same crap over and over and over again. And Marvel is not exempt from the same criticisms about their approach to certain aspects. And this... I think we even talked about Agents of Awful and we said like it would have been nice if they had just invested a little bit more money into some of the effects or the characters or the series. And then at the end of this, we got a scrawl that looked like the weird guy at the amusement park did the face paint again. (laughs) Yeah, and well, that's... To a certain extent, this finale was the first time that I really ever thought about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> um, and it, and for me, it actually wasn't the scroll. It was the fact that they kept alluding to people who were not going to be on this. Yeah. You know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. loved to do that. They loved to drop, like, Iron Man's name or Thor's name. Um. And without having him be there, you know, they had Lady Sif on, who's, and he was just like, by the way, don't tell Thor I'm still alive. And she was like, oh, okay. So yeah, this, this was the first time, like, uh, you had Agatha Harkness when she's up in the sky doing her weird boss battle thing, um, who referenced the Sorcerer Supreme without <laughs> him showing up. Um, <laughs> And then you had um, the scroll reference either Nick Fury or Captain Marvel without them showing up. And the thing is, like, I know if they had gone to Samuel Jackson and they're like, we need you for this 10 minute cameo. He would have done it like he would have been the one that was waiting in the movie theater. So that's the part that's a little on the frustrating side is like, you know, that those people would be interested. Well, and I think that part of my frustration too, is just, we, you know, we were kind of taking bets about like, who's going to be the cameo appearance, the big, big one. And we kind of thought the most reasonable answer was going to be Dr. Strange at some point, because this kind of leads into the next phase and and all of that. Um, So then for Agatha to, reference Doctor Strange and all along Doctor Strange has done nothing. He's do- he's doing a terrible job of of monitoring the universe for threats. Like he's only picked up on Loki. I I, I am just furious with Doctor Strange. Just awful job. Awful well job. no, I mean when Bruce Banner comes flying through the inner sanctum and he says Thanos is coming and Doctor Strange says who? It's just like 
you're monitoring the universe for threats and you miss that one. (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or how about watching Hulk fly through the universe before entering the sanctum? You couldn't see this interstellar creature just rocketing through space and you're like, oh, what a surprise. Who are you? Why did he stop Thanos? after the stairs? Uh, he was going pretty fast. I mean, how did he just stop there? Yeah. I, look. <laughs> and just at the end, you know, the end credits or the mid credit scene to see kind of, or sorry, uh, Wanda at the cottage retreat having her tea and then it kind of shows her you know, astral projecting and and studying or doing whatever she's doing. It's like, how did she manage to defeat Agatha Harkness having not known anything about her magic, really? You're not knowing enough about it. And then we see her studying. I just, that was like such a mental disconnect for me that I was like, okay, so she knew enough to defeat the big bad. And now she's like tucked away in a cottage retreat studying. I don't, it, I don't know. I think I, I was willing to accept her defeating Agatha. It was so because, quick. It was so quick, though. Yeah, there was very little struggle. No, I, I know. Abomination. I mean, <laughs> it was the abomination fight. That's yeah. all that was. But no, I, I, I do agree. Like, and the thing is, we don't know how much, how much later that cottage retreat part is. You know, it could be a little down the line. I I don't know. It, that didn't bother me as much as her just walking away and everyone seemingly being fine with it. And I guess my thing on that is if that's picked up later, like if there is a later thread in Doctor Strange 2 where he's like, dude, I don't trust you. Do you remember what you did in New Jersey? <laughs> Nobody cares. It's New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> But if if that's picked up later, I will have a lot less issue with it. But in the moment, like, that was very sloppy. Um, okay, so let's talk about the other... The one thing that did really tick me off that actually happened on screen. And the that show? is the introduction of Ralph Boner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, dude, I just don't get it. Like, this is a show that seemingly went out of their way to try to get goodwill from their fans. And they really, like, the whole Ralph Boner thing is just stupid to me. Like, it is, (laughs) it's basically clickbait in an episode of a TV show. Like, am I wrong here? No, we were we were extremely frustrated at that and just like almost surprised at how how cheap it felt. I've appreciated throughout the MCU like the cheap little laughs here and there, but this one felt too cheap. It just I was disappointed. We were like honestly, I, I think you're right. They did enough to get some goodwill from fans and then to just kind of like get rid of that for a cheap laugh. I, I don't, I didn't like well, it. And, I didn't. And like the, it. the thing is his name could have been anything. It could have been, you know, Ralph Smith or, you know, Jimmy Smith's, whatever. It doesn't matter. It could be anything. It's still the same effect. They cast Evan Peters. 
specifically to toy with people. And they didn't just cast Evan Peters. They weren't like, oh, Evan Peters is in the show to get people like ginned up and hoping that he might be Quicksilver. They then introduced him as Quicksilver. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, it is, it's a very lazy move in my opinion. So I don't know. In, in the end there, like, I know we're talking a lot about things that we don't like. In the end, I did still like the show. And there were things in the finale that I thought were really good. Um, I loved the Vision battling himself. I love the fact that he came up with this solution to it using a logic problem to get the other Vision thinking. Yeah. I love the fact that he actually called out that, you know, data is incredibly hard to erase especially in his complicated mind and that he would be able to uh, unlock that data for the white vision again. Um, And I thought that above all else, the final scenes for the vision and the boys were both fantastic. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of that touched on the sadness that has kind of been strung along throughout the show and, I think all of those highly emotional moments, kind of Wanda's final moments with Vision and and the exchange they have about like what he is and and she goes on kind of a, you know, just a little speech about what he is to her. I I mean, I think all of that is very sweet and really touches on the deep level of sadness she feels. But those highly emotional moments contrast with the Ralph Boner jokes. I'm just that level of like, up and down for me didn't quite work. I I like No, I get it. The HD logo's on is restarting. No, I, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. It's... I heard it already. <laughs> first three episodes didn't, didn't need to happen. The end. Yeah, the first three episodes didn't need to happen. They didn't expand the last episode. They're good. <laughs> Fix the problem. Make it a six-episode thing. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. Um, no, I, I relatively agree with you. I feel like there was some odd tonal shifts in here. Um, in the end, this was definitely like a very personal story about grief. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's very up and down. And the only people who paid the price for Wanda's grief were the people in you know, this little town in New Jersey. <laughs> well, um, yes and no, because I don't know who's died more, Vision or Uncle Ben. Um, Vision by, yeah. by one. Uh, because Uncle Ben has not been mentioned in the MCU. So. Uh, they touched on it. It was in the opening, like, weird flippy thing. The death of Ben. Yeah, but he hasn't actually been seen and he hasn't been mentioned on screen at all. Well, Jesus, Richard, he's dead. What do you want? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. So we don't necessarily know how that's played out in the MCU. I mean, he could just be in Florida on vacation this whole time. His heart stopped the end. Well, but, here's the thing. Who are they going to cast for Uncle Ben? No, hopefully uh, no one. I pray to God no one. I, I have no <laughs> well, desire. They, they were trying to figure out how to bring back Louis Anderson for coming to America. Well, there we go. He can just be Uncle Ben in the MCU. Louis Anderson's but, in coming to America. 
What? He is, yeah. Louie Anderson's alive. <laughs> I totally thought he was dead. All right, there we go. Ben Parker. All right. Louie Anderson just won a, an Emmy Award like two years ago for um, something or another. And an award for crimes against nature? Oh, you leave Louie Anderson alone. Is he going to be on The Walking Dead? You know what? What, what is your? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I read an article that like they didn't even want to hire Louis Anderson, but they were forced to hire one white actor for that film. That is true. They they apparently said they were told to hire one white actor, so they said, "Who's the funniest white guy we know?" And they hired Louis Anderson. Yeah. Uh, that was really his... the only part of the movie I probably would have cut. I didn't see Bill <laughs> being there. Oh, the McDowell's part? Yeah. Yeah. It, eh, I don't know. I didn't mind it. I thought it was kind of funny because it showed that John Amos is still doing his stuff in 2021. <laughs> yeah. But tonal shifts, etc. I'll forgive. Sorry, Louie. Sorry, Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, we are, we've, we've pretty much recapped and complained our way through the episode. Um, so that brings us to the question of how would you rate it? Uh, Greg has a full frowny face at this point. Like there's no crack of a smile cause he made it 15 minutes into a 4.6 hour show. That show could have been way, way shorter. Okay. So I, I just want to, I just want to kind of. Put that on a scale for Greg. Suicide Squad is a two-hour movie, and he made it to like the half-hour mark. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, comparatively, <laughs> if Wandavision was two hours, he would have walked out at like six minutes. Uh, I almost turned it off, like right, like five minutes into the show. As soon as they start, like they did the subtle things where, like, oh. You know, we're going to, you know, he has to go to work. He's like, okay, he went to work. It's like, what do we do here? Nobody knows what they do here. I'm like, okay, kind of knows what you know what's going on now. He won't just hit me over the head with what's going on. I was just like, I'm done watching this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I only watched it because Johnny said it was good for that long. I, I take that back. Take I would not have recommended it. I should have listened to Ashley then. Damn. Johnny, you, you can't let me down anymore. Hey man, I, I didn't I I didn't have the understanding of the finale before recommending it to you. Had I seen the finale, I would have been like, uh, Greg, you can skip this. See, that's what see, that's the reason why I don't watch the shows when it comes out. <laughs> Greg's never watching another show again. I'm gonna I'm literally gonna stick to my guns next time and not watch anything until after the last episode is played. I watched well, I started watching it before the episode played. You and I are on the same page with that because I will not be participating in Falcon and the Winter Soldier until after it has completed its run. You will okay. because I'm watching it. But I heard there's an Evan Peters level cameo. <laughs> Great. We're going to get friggin' Coulson in goddamn Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay, I would actually enjoy that. Bring Coulson back. No, to you that wouldn't. We just complained about Agents of Shield, and you're like, "Oh, but please bring me back the center of the universe for Agents of Shield to something that matters." Yeah, absolutely. 
Anyway, <laughs> so Johnny, yeah, all encompassing show. Final rating out of ten. Two point seven five. That is so dramatic. Out of five. That is so I'll give it like five and a half. All right. I'll give it five and a half out of ten. Why'd you pick ten this time? He's feeling like Dave Meltzer right now. We're it's, just gonna keep increasing this rating system to fit his needs. Yeah, this this has now become five point seven five stars, which is Johnny's highest star rating ever. <laughs> He's tricking people into doing shit. <laughs> No, in all seriousness, I, I, I just pulled here. a number out of the air. I'll give it three out of five. Okay, three out of five. It would have been four without the finale. Really? Cause you, yeah, because you lied to me, Richard. Oh my god! Five <laughs> or six episodes I've been anticipating this big reveal. And it was the wish version of a goddamn scroll. <laughs> that, that was an amazing tweet, by the way. Ashley? I think I give it like a 3.75 to a 4 out of 5. I still <laughs> liked it. I enjoyed watching it. I, I wouldn't go back and probably rewatch it now having seen the finale. Um, I had some issues with it. There's some areas for improvement. But all in all, like... What else are we doing right now, guys? There's nothing on. There's nothing to do. Disney's giving us content. I'm going to eat it up, and I'm going to complain about it along the way. So that's just what it is. So you're not canceling your Disney Plus membership over this? I definitely said that though, as we like towards the end of the finale. I was like, I'm canceling Disney Plus. (laughs) I mean, it was dramatic. I didn't actually mean it, but we were both like visibly frustrated. Um, I think I'm probably right in the same spot as you are overall score wise, three, seven, five, four, somewhere in there. Um, prior to the last two episodes, I probably would have gone four and a half. Um, it's just, I don't feel like they quite got there. Yeah. Like they came very close they put out something that I did enjoy watching and did make me continually guess what was happening. Um, I think to an extent that some of us really did overthink it because in the end, what was happening was what you could guess basically just by watching what was on the screen really, really easily. Yeah. I I saw the memes and the tweets and the jokes that were essentially like, All of, you know, everyone trying to guess what was happening, whether the big reveal was going to be Mephisto or Magneto or uh, Professor X, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just a picture of the clowns from earlier in the episode. I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm the clown. I was trying to guess what was going on, but here we are. But it's what we basically all figured from literally episode one. (laughs) Um. Yeah, no, it's in in the end though like it was. It was it was a good story. It was interesting. It was told in a way that I didn't expect. Um I'm still going to have Amy watch it at some point. Like she'll she just she wanted to wait until it was all available. She didn't want to sit through the uh week to week waits. Uh she has already watched the first 3 episodes unlike some other people who waited until it was all available. Greg. Um yeah. And I want that back. 
Greg watches 15 Greg minutes. Greg watches 15 minutes back. <laughs> oh, I need more than 15 minutes. Doctor Strange sucks his job. Yeah, Doctor Strange is the real cult, or real baddie here. Yeah, he was. He was out. the actual. He was the big bad reveal that never happened. But then somehow had the time to teach her how to astral project. Good lord! I assume that she pulled that out of the book. Who taught her how to read the book? It's true. It's a book. It's all runes and shit. It's English. She's fine. It's not. There was no English in the pages that flipped when they opened it. She picked it up and she was like, Book of the Damned. I should definitely read this and learn magic from it. That sounds promising. Someone's linguistic interpretations. I'm going to trust the one that has an accent that fades quicker than Kevin Costner and Robin Hood. Get out of here. Yeah, she'll be fine. (laughs) It, to be honest, like the the thing coming out of this, it is going to be most interesting to me is to see whether or not Doctor Strange does pick up on the threads from this. this um, I, uh, one thing, real quick, on this, I think it's going to be ignored in the MCU. Yeah, the whole series. That would be more than a little frustrating because that was, quite frankly, the Agents of Shield big problem. Agents of Shield. Well, this was supposed to lead directly into Doctor Strange, but then COVID and all of the delays. So there, it has to tie into Doctor Strange. It has to. It was supposed to originally. Timeline. I know it was supposed so, to. So I. So did that change the seri- the book, or not the book, but the the series? With everything that we're going through, is that the reason why we got what we got? No, because I'm pretty sure this was done before COVID. It was done. Oh, the noosh. I don't know how the hell they're going to rock on that one in. But, I mean, the, in, in the end, these are Kevin Feig grand TV shows. Like, these are these are MCU TV shows. So, it could be ignored in Doctor Strange, and if it is, that's going to be... A, I'm going to have a big problem with that. If it's just, here's Wanda, and oh, yeah, she's awesome. Um, I'm... That is, I mean, like I said, that was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s biggest problem. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. very quickly became the bastard stepchild of the MCU. It was intertwined through that first year uh, when they did the whole Winter Soldier thing. And by the next year, it was completely ignored. See, that's one thing, though, too, is I'm fascinated with the way the, the Wanda, the character... I think because her power is so, you know, like massive that it could be doing a lot more than what it's going to be it's doing. It's the same type of thing they did with well, DC did or was it Fox with um, Jean Grey. We knew Jean Grey was super powerful and they kind of gradually showed her power, not just, oh, wait a second, she's defeating a witch. Oh, then she's going to be reading a book. Like it's just you could you could have done that whole series better. But that was kind of the whole point of the series was to show like she has used her power very sparingly to this mm-hmm. point. Like if, if you've watched her other appearances in the MCU, she basically just throws like balls of energy around and floats and that's it. And that was kind of the whole point of this though, was for Agatha to reveal to her like, Hey, you don't realize that, you're actually super powerful. You don't realize there are literally prophecies about you bringing about the end of the world. 
So she got the Ray Skywalker treatment. All of a sudden, ooh, look at me. I'm a Jedi. <laughs> I didn't feel like that's really what it was. I that's mean, a totally what happened. I just realized it. She's Ray yep. Skywalker. You're welcome. <laughs> they recycled the damn device and applied it to Wanda. I Again, I, but they spent nine episodes showing... She had this power inside her and didn't realize it. It wasn't until it was showed to her that she was like, oh, yeah, okay. Thank you for making my argument. (laughs) Three episodes. Yeah. They they stretched it out to nine. That's why the episodes are so short. It should have been like Sherlock, three episodes, an hour long, the end. Right. I I probably would have went through that. (laughs) You would not have. You would have made it to 10 minutes and been like, meh. Uh, 15, obviously. <laughs> they wouldn't have started it off the way they did. Oh, they definitely would have. It's just the whole first episode would have been uh, the culmination of the first three. Right. And then that would have made the show better. <laughs> you wouldn't have made it through the first episode. I probably would have fast forwarded it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us via the Twitter machine. Uh, I'm at Richard Versus. Johnny? I am at Johnny Rudo on Twitter. You can get a hold of me through our Versus Podcast Twitter handle, which is Versus Podcast with the underscore at the end. Greg? I'm at Whoa Gregory. And? and, and- <laughs> Ashley? Got it. If anyone wants to fight about WandaVision, I'm at Ashley Ray underscore. And that's Ray with an E on it. R-A-E, correct. (laughs) Okay, have a good week, everybody. And hey, if you happen to somehow like what you listened to this week, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and you'll get all the episodes delivered to you immediately upon release. There's a few of you out there already and we'd love to have some more.